1: Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media
0: awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tomeo. I
2: do hope your Friday is going well. It's Friday, February 17, 2023 on EWTN. Looking forward to our show today. I hope you are as well. Coming up after the news, and there's a ton of it, Doug Keck is joining us at 15 minutes past the hour, and I'm sure you know Doug president and COO, chief operating officer of our wonderful network, and every Friday he joins me. We call it Inside Word, giving you the inside word on what's coming up on the network, although sometimes I have to say one of my favorite parts of this segment is when we just talk about situations developing in the news and what we're seeing. I, I just love his insights, and I love his feistiness, so we always have this great conversation. So I'm sure something will come up. There's a number of things I want to ask him about, but first and foremost, we do want to let you know, as we are moving into Lent already, can you believe it, next week, What's coming up regarding Lenten programming for 2023 right here on the EWTN network? All right, so Fact Check Friday. We're waking up this morning to hear more about what Don Lemon, or Don Lemon, however his name is pronounced, the morning host, one of the morning hosts at CNN, said about Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley announcing this week that she is running for president on the GOP ticket. And she's also talking about the importance of candidates and politicians over 75. Uh, having checks in terms of to make sure they're physically capable of handling the job or whatever. So uh, Lemon or Lamon went off on Nikki Haley saying that, you know, really she's she shouldn't even be running because she's not in her prime, and only women of much younger age are in their prime. Now, he's sitting there with two female co-anchors, one of whom was over 40. Not to mention the fact that... Do you think he would say that if it were a Maxine Waters or a Diane Feinstein or a Nancy Pelosi, all of whom, or even a Lori Lightfoot from Chicago, all of whom, are women who are over fifty, well over fifty? Now he is getting a lot of pushback, but the reason I want to bring this up in Fact Check Friday is that if were if this were a conservative commentator, whether it be on air or in a column let's say, for National Review or another conservative outlet. It would be all news, all the time, 24-7. And then they would talk about the racist people on the right, and they would bring in all these different politicians and what they think about them on the right in terms of, see, here's another racist, here's another sexist. Now, apparently, Andrew just saw a story that the new head of CNN is very upset about this and that uh, Don Lemon has to now, in addition to making a public apology, to Nikki Haley has to apologize to staff because many women at the network were impacted by it and, and very upset and for good reason. But again, this is nothing compared to the firestorm that would occur if it were a conservative commentator, news anchor, talk show host, writer, to make that kind of a statement. It's a wrong statement. It's a sexist statement for anyone to say it. But over and over again, we see those on the left, uh, a little bit of pushback, some things on Twitter, but nothing like the firestorm that occurs regularly when uh, someone on the right says something that's inappropriate or possibly sexist or racist. So we're going to take a look at that. And then we'll wrap up with Father David Guffey, Family Theater Productions, National Director, and Executive Producer of Catholic Central. It is a really uh, cool website, catholiccentral.com, where they produce a number of really fun videos to help people, especially younger people, learn about the faith. So we'll talk with Father David when he joins us at 39 minutes past the hour. The weather will leave to the news because we have an update. A lot of problems are expected out east, especially in the northeast, because there's a storm system that's moving across the country. And it's going to really cause some problems over the weekend with hail and also some possible big thunderstorms and tornadoes down south. So we'll give you the details then because it's already four minutes past the hour and we have a ton of news to give you on a Friday morning. So let's get started. It is a Friday. You are listening to Catholic Connection, a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN. Well, please check out the full report on CatholicNewsAgency.com on this very important pro-life story. Two United Kingdom Catholics, one of whom is a priest, acquitted yesterday of all charges against them after they were accused of breaking the law for praying in front of an abortion facility or, in the case of the woman who was charged, thinking about praying As she told the police, I may be praying in my head. The two were represented by legal counsel from the faith-based law firm Alliance Defending Freedom UK at the Birmingham Magistrates Court in Birmingham. Now, Birmingham is about a a three-and-a-half-hour drive northwest of London. In a statement that he shared on Twitter, the priest, Father Sean Goff, saying he went to court because no one should be treated as a criminal for their thoughts or prayers.
3: For ages now... I've had a bumper sticker on my car which says, unborn lives matter. I believe that every single human life matters equally and deserves equal protection. The police threatened me with arrest, making me go to the station for an interview under caution. They interrogated me about my prayers to find out if I was thinking illegal thoughts. They were even angry about the bumper sticker on my car. I'm not a criminal. I'm a priest, I'm a son, I'm a friend, I'm someone who simply prays, But I've been censored.
2: Video footage of the arrest of Isabel Fawn Spruce showing an officer asking her if she was praying to which she answers, I might be praying in my head and then charged with four counts of breaking Birmingham's public spaces protection order around the abortion facility. Both Father Sean, a priest in the Archdiocese of Birmingham, and Isabel Vaughn Spruce, co-director of the March for Life UK, again charged as violating a local public spaces protection order. You have to go on CatholicNewsAsian.com and see the two videos and their responses outside the courthouse. Beautiful statements and really just setting it out there in terms of how ridiculous and how off the charts and tyrannical we've become, not only in the United States, but over in Europe, for example, in Great Britain. I may be praying in my head, and she gets arrested for that. The thought police. Moving right along, the Kentucky Supreme Court upholding the Commonwealth's near-total abortion ban. The court yesterday decided to uphold the ban, rejecting a request to put it on hold while a lawsuit over the issue continues. It comes just months after a majority of voting Kentucky residents showed their support for abortion rights. They voted against a measure in November that would have amended the Commonwealth's Constitution to say there's no right to an abortion. A Vatican Archbishop visiting in Syria and Turkey as they continue to help those affected by the results of multiple devastating earthquakes. Archbishop Claudio Gugurati is the new prefect of the dicastery for the Eastern Churches, and he's traveling to Syria and Turkey from today through February 21st. Meanwhile, Linda Bordoni at the Vatican explains a trip takes place as the Holy Father is continuing his appeals for both prayers and concrete aid to the suffering people of Turkey and Syria reeling from the aftermath of those earthquakes.
4: My thoughts and prayers go to the noble Turkish people at this time of such sorrow. Dear brothers and sisters, I am close to you and I pray for you. With fraternal affection, Franciscus. With these words personally penned on the front page of a book presented to the new ambassador of Turkey to the Holy See, Pope Francis again expressed his grief for the earthquake on February the 6th that has killed over 41,000 people and triggered a devastating humanitarian emergency. Ambassador Ufuk Lutas was received by the Pope in audience in the Vatican on Thursday morning for the presentation of his credentials at the beginning of his diplomatic mandate. The quakes that struck southeastern Turkey and its neighbor northern Syria are estimated to be the deadliest natural disaster in the history of the territory. Turkish authorities say 36,187 people have been killed in the country. Ten days after the earthquake, search and rescue operations continue in some of the worst hit areas and survivors are still being pulled from the rubble like 13-year-old Mustafa, who was rescued after spending 228 hours under the debris of a collapsed building in Antakya, in Turkey's Hatay province. Pope Francis has repeatedly appealed for prayers and for gestures of concrete solidarity for all those affected by the earthquakes.
2: In his message for Lent, as Catholic News Agency reports for 2023, the Holy Father encouraging Catholics around the world to listen to what Jesus wants to tell them through the scriptures and through others. Using the story of our Lord's transfiguration as a launching point, the Pope addressing both the journey of Lent and the Catholic Church's ongoing synod on synonality in the message released today. The Holy Father saying, One of the ways our Lord speaks to us is through the Word of God, which we can hear at Mass. However, he said if one cannot attend Mass during the week, it's a very good idea to still read the daily readings of the liturgy. And he's encouraging more scripture study and reading during Lent. As we mentioned at the top of the hour, weather alerts are out for most of the eastern two-thirds of the U.S. as major storm systems are moving across the country. Much of the Deep South as well, under some watches and warnings, tornado watch or a severe thunderstorm watch, the northern belt, from Wisconsin and Michigan to western New England under various winter weather advisories. Upper New York and northern England bracing for a major ice storm. Forecasters warning that heavy ice will cause power outages, hazardous driving conditions, and damage to trees and power lines today and tonight. And this is from Maine to western New York. They say airline delays and flight cancellations are also possible across the affected areas. The five Memphis police officers charged with murdering Tyree Nichols are set to appear in court today. They were fired after footage of release showing Nichols being beaten after a traffic stop last month in January, and he died three days later. Los Angeles police says Jan Darwin tells us looking for a single gunman who shot two Orthodox Jewish men leaving synagogues in consecutive days. Both victims are
4: recovering. Police say the suspect is an Asian male with a mustache and goatee, possibly driving a white compact. Jewish community members believe the victims were targeted because of their faith. LAPD is stepping up security around all Jewish institutions until the gunman is jailed.
2: Parents and students sounding off in New Jersey after the suicide of a student who was bullied there. Are scores of people speaking out at a packed school board meeting that went on for hours last night at the Central Regional School District in Berkeley Township, New Jersey.
4: She already reported this about how she was being bullied, and you guys just sat there and did nothing. She was bullied and harassed and mocked. My daughter has anxiety because of this place.
2: Some say there was a culture of bullying inside the school where video was spread on social media of fourteen-year-old Adriana Cush getting attacked days before taking her own life. The interim superintendent disagrees. say The district has been following the state's anti-bullying laws and insists they don't have a culture of violence and bullying on their campuses. Federal and local officials in Ohio are assuring residents of East Palestine that they're safe despite concerns of toxic chemical exposure following a train derailment. Luke Glavin, a resident in the area, says he's simply too afraid to return to his home a half mile away from the crash site.
5: I don't want to go home because I don't don't have the answers to go home. And You're saying it's okay, but don't drink the water, use bottled water. That doesn't make sense.
2: Anger is mounting in East Palestine nearly two weeks after the controlled burn of hazardous chemicals spilled during the derailment. The EPA Administrator, Michael Reagan, visiting the community and saying air and water quality tests have shown no contamination. Officials also promising to expand environmental testing to areas further from the crash site and urging residents to seek medical attention if they're feeling ill. Meanwhile, the company involved, Norfolk Southern, the train operator, is telling the community we will not walk away, even though they failed to show up at a town hall meeting the other night. And authorities were responding to a freight train derailment yesterday in southeastern Michigan. It's the latest incident as communities in Arizona and Ohio, as you just heard, grappling with the fallout from collisions involving hazardous materials. Emergency crews are on the scene in Van Buren Township, that where about 30 Norfolk Southern Railway train cars went off the tracks yesterday morning. That derailment prompted temporary road closures, which did reopen, but the township is located about 30 miles west of downtown Detroit, and an investigation into that derailment is ongoing, but the police there and the public safety officials in Van Buren Township are insisting there are no reports of injuries and no hazardous materials that were aboard the overturned overturned portion of the train. And Scott Pringle tells us Terminal 1 at the busy JFK Airport closed all of today because of electrical problems.
6: Terminal 1 is pretty much empty. The port authority says a power outage was caused by an electrical panel failure, which also caused a small overnight fire, and that has completely shut Terminal 1. This means flight cancellations, delays, and flights being rerouted to other terminals and even other airports. This is frustrating flyers trying to get to their destination before the holiday weekend.
4: And I hope that they'll reimburse me for the hotel, the airfare, and my connection that I'm losing out on. They're saying we won't
2: get out until Sunday, possibly. Hmm. The joy of travel. Fourteen minutes past the hour. It is a Friday morning. Good to be with you on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Up next, our Friday segment, always informative and interesting. Doug Keck, our President and Chief Operating Officer, joins us. All kinds of fantastic, great programming for Lent. You don't want to miss this interview and this update. We'll be right back.
6: If it's central to the faith, you can find it on EWTN Podcast Central, featuring the best of EWTN radio, as well as faith-filled podcasts from our friends and affiliates across the nation, all in one place, all free. The destination for great Catholic audio programming is EWTN Podcast Central. It's like podcast heaven. Visit EWTN.com slash radio slash podcasts today.
1: CMF Curo is a Catholic health ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. This program
0: is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Avi Maria Radio for almost 20 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company, and it sent millions of dollars to thousands of pro-life charities. 5G coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. Live chat and a video introduction are available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. Charity Mobile.
1: More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com.
2: 17 minutes past the hour. It's a Friday. Every Friday at this time, we interview Doug Keck, our President and Chief Operating Officer. About the inside word, meaning you get a little scoop on what's coming up in the next couple of days. I just have to ask you, um, Doug, we were talking during the break about uh, according to one apparent expert on women and running for office and being out there in the world, you can't be over 50 apparently. So I guess that eliminates me and Jeanette and would have eliminated Mother Angelica and a number of other people.
6: That's right. Uh, Mr. Primetime himself on CNN uh, apparently uh, adjudicated that based on Googling uh, information, uh-huh. apparently, that appears to be, uh, you know, the the letter of the law. But, yeah, I mean, these are the kinds of things that uh, makes you really step back and, and question um, the sincerity, integrity, and intelligence of people who would say things like that. I mean, especially in the world we live in today where, mm-hmm. you know, So much of what even with the president, you talk about a vigorous 80 year old, uh, you know, in the alleged report or the report on his physicality, of course, Mm -hmm. it didn't seem to indicate anything about what was dealing with uh, his uh, mental state per se uh... that wasn't at least explicitly mentioned but you know you could say somebody's a vigorous eighty-year-old and there are people as we know who are uh... you know uh... seventy years old or eighty years old or ninety years old and they're still i mean uh... you know still with it or still on top of their game and there's other people you know so it it, it it's not a matter of age many times it's a matter of that individual person but no, it's, it's just only out- a
2: matter according to them of their politics
6: <laughs> well that's the thing, I uh, you you got to it right away which is it, it it had to do with the fact that this is somebody who was running on a republican side as opposed to a democratic side and uh, I'm you know I mean look at Joe's age at 80 and uh and you know was he past his prime uh you know uh Bernie Sanders uh you know uh many other people who uh he would never say that about so uh, obviously you know I mean we all understand why Why it gets said, and, uh, you know, so you either understand it or, or you ignore it or you don't believe it because you don't want to believe it, so. Yeah, well. With that,
2: with <sighs> Just another example, though, of why we need what we do here. I say this every week, Absolutely. but it's so true, right?
6: Absolutely, absolutely, and as you pointed out before, besides yourself, and uh, you're you're as energetic a person as I know, uh, and uh, you know Mother Angelica and so many people who who didn't even get a lot of their missions in many cases till later in life. So, right. Yeah, it's it's just insane that in a world where we're trying to be as open and fair and and not uh, you know judging people allegedly by uh, their outer you know being and 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 saying who they really are we get more and more into judging people by what they look like and what group they they fall in their intersectionality becomes more important than who they are as an individual and that's where the christian aspect gets lost because all of us are 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 children of god and each are individually unique and we and putting people in giant groups and little groups all the time is not not what our lord did certainly
2: Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, speaking of our Lord and Mm -hmm. great programming uh, that you provide to help us learn more about him, can't believe we're going into Lent already in a few days.
6: Right. Yeah. Obviously, next week, uh, today, we've got the dedication of the Blessed Stanley Rother Shrine uh, coming up at Mm -hmm. noon today, Eastern Time from Oklahoma City. So we'll be carrying that event uh, and, of course, uh, mirroring his church in Santiago, Guatemala, which is where he was uh, Martyred, Uh, And then we've got the uh, talks from the 12th annual NAPA conference from last summer. So some great talks all day on Saturday morning and then on Sunday afternoon and evening. You can check out our schedule. There's some great speakers. Arthur Brooks is speaking. Fran Mayer, uh, Father Father Landry, who's always very popular, Tim Gray. And, of course, kicking things off uh, tomorrow morning... My personal favorite, uh, Father Robert Spitzer, he'll be talking about science at the doorstep Mm -hmm. to God and Christ. And I know he's one of your favorites as well. So people can check out Mm the whole schedule. There's like 12 talks. They're all top flight speakers, top flight talks. Check it out on EW10 over the weekend. And next week, leading uh, through into Lent, we've got a whole week of vocation programs running on our gallery in the uh, late afternoon on Tuesday through Friday. Those are at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. So we kick things off with vocation to the religious life for women, then marriage, priesthood, and then ultimately the laity. And then we've got Ash Wednesday, of course, uh, with uh, Pope Francis, 10.30 a.m. Eastern on Wednesday. And then something very, very special, speaking of Mother Angelica as well, Wednesday, American Mystic, the Rhoda Wise story. And uh, Mm. people know about... Rhoda Wise in Canton, Ohio, a very Mm -hmm. interesting lady who had a big influence on a young woman by the name of Rita Rita? Rizzo. Rizzo. So you got to check that out and look for EW10.com, all the information. And don't forget our wonderful On Demand page, which features so many programs uh, that people can watch at any time, and our YouTube channel, and also our Podcast Central, where we've got some great audio and video podcasts that people can watch, uh, the best of EW10 and the best of the rest. So check that out as well.
2: And don't forget all the new. I'm partial to your news outlets, as you know, Catholic News Agency, the Register, especially CNA. I love what they do. They really the way they write. It's very it's very readable and it's very it's conversational, so people can understand
5: it.
6: What's great about it is CNA does what AP used to do or originally was supposed to do, which was to bring you the stories in a in a direct manner. Uh, bringing you the information, um, you know, without editorializing all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what it does. And then you've got the register for more in-depth, and then you've got the the news programs on television. I mean, uh, I don't know if anybody missed it uh, or if they saw it, but if they missed it, Raymond had a fantastic interview he did with, uh, with Barr. Uh, Judge Barr, uh, mm-hmm. former Attorney General, uh, that was taped this past weekend. That, uh, it's the entire program. People should check that out when it reairs, or check it out on our On Demand page as well, Bill Barr. And, uh, and, and, of course, EW10 News Nightly and Monsey's program with In Depth. So, like you said, uh, and our Vaticano program is very, very popular in its many forms internationally. Mm-hmm.
2: I was really uh, interested in the story on the priest and the pro-life activist in England, and I thought CNA, and right. I mentioned this at the top of the hour, and I encourage people, even when I was reading the news story, did such a terrific job of embedding the priest comments that he made on Twitter, but then also the videos, the statements that they gave after they were acquitted of all charges, because you need to hear what they have to say to understand just how insane this world has gotten, Doug, because they're talking about literally thought police. No, you cannot think this way.
6: Right. Yeah, Yeah. no, I mean, uh, I was talking to Joe Pierce yesterday. We were saying we're living in the world that, that is, uh, ma- it's not an intersection of faith and reason. It's an intersection of 1984 and brave exactly. new world. Exactly. And that's what we're dealing with. And the great thing about it, as you pointed out, and with the news, and which is so important, is we would not hear these stories. These mm-hmm. people would not be getting off if it wasn't for it being covered. The reason these people back off and let these people off is because the light is being shined on this dark ridiculousness. This stuff has been going on. It's a creeping darkness. It's been allowed to expand, and they've gotten away with it, and you need to shine a light on it because the average person out there looks at this stuff and says this is ridiculous and not only is it ridiculous but it's really threatening to people's individuality and it's crazy in a world where everybody's talking about i want to be who i am uh, the the incredible attempt to bring conformity of thought onto people is incredible
2: well, and then last week, the story that CNA had, and we talked about in terms of the, the document from the FBI Richmond office that, that named right. all these these traditionalist Catholics, these you know, terrible people who attend the Latin Mass because they're such yes. a threat to everything, and then they right. said, oh no, that's, that's not up to our standards. Yeah, right.
6: Right, that's yeah. called, uh, you found about, you yeah. found it out, and now we have to act like we didn't support it. Why was this even being created inside an FBI because office? Because the
2: atmosphere is there, and the whole atmosphere absolutely. has to be rooted out. Doug, great discussion as always. Doug Keck, our Chief Operating Officer of EWTN. com for all the great programming coming up as we move into Lent. We'll be right back.
4: It was 30 years of pain, hiding what I did. It destroyed my life, little by little. I have hidden my true emotions since that day, the day I had the abortion. I was convinced, without a doubt, that God would not forgive me. Are you suffering with the burden of a past abortion? Come on a Rachel's Vineyard Retreat and release your burden. Call 214-544-CARE.
2: Attending the retreat, allowed me to finally open up and share with others who have been down the same road. I am renewed. I have a sense of freedom and I can finally feel God's
4: grace. God healed each wound. I didn't have to do the work. All I had to do was come. I give thanks to God that he called me to the vineyard. Give yourself a chance to feel alive again. Call 214-544-CARE or visit racheldallas.org. Hike for Life Texas has been helping moms and saving babies since 1973. We are Texas's oldest pro-life event. The Hike for Life is a pro-life walk held in various locations around Texas to
2: help women in crisis or unplanned pregnancies who have chosen to carry their babies to full term. The next Hike for Life takes place on Saturday, February 18th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Heritage Park Amphitheater on Santa Fe in Weatherford. The event includes a pro-life rally, food, speakers, and a march. Visit hikeforlifetexas.com to register. Catholic Connection, good to be with you on a Friday morning, and this is our Fact Check Friday where we take a look at the latest nonsense from the secular media and why you need to be very, very careful and choose your news sources extremely carefully. The latest comes from Don Lemon or Don Lemon. I've heard his name pronounced differently. Uh, Sometimes it's Lemon, sometimes it's Lemon. I believe he says Lemon, whatever. He is now on a morning show on CNN, formerly uh, an evening host, but the ratings have been absolutely awful, and there's all kinds of tweaking going on, as you know, at CNN because the ratings continue to basically be at the very, very bottom, and they're beaten nightly by, you know, the Food Network and Home and Garden TV. I mean, it's it's very bad. How they even stay on the air, as I've talked about before, is interesting because when I was in the, biz, uh, the news business, uh, granted I've been out of it for a while, Ratings, and I know they are still extremely important, and ratings rule. For example, every morning you'd walk into the newsroom and you'd see the EP, the executive producer, the news director, the producers of the various news shows pouring over what we call the nightlies, and that would be the nightly ratings that would come in for the evening newscasts 5, 6, and 11, and making sure that they were doing well. If they weren't, and oh boy, look out, it was not going to be a good day. So ratings are extremely crucial because ratings allow stations to set their advertising rates based on the amount of people that they're reaching, which means that when you go to a potential advertiser, you can say, here are the numbers, here are the numbers, and this is how we can reach your chosen demographic. Okay, you want to reach women between the ages of, you know, 19 and 34, or do you want to reach an older crowd with your product? Do you want to reach men? Do you want to reach women? These are the numbers we have, and this is what our ratings show. So ratings are crucial in terms of setting the advertising rates. Okay, so that's just a little basic background. Now, the ratings at CNN, as I mentioned, have been extremely poor, and I'm sorry, but uh, they should be because what they deliver is a lot of bias and a lot of nonsense, a lot of agenda, And the sad thing is, is that so many of these people on the left who have these platforms can get away with saying anything they want. Now, granted, the ridiculous statement that Don Lemon made regarding the age of presidential candidate Nikki Haley, who has announced that she's running for office on the GOP ticket, was sexist and ridiculous and not based in fact, and he did apologize, and he's getting pushback, but could you imagine what the pushback would be like if it were someone from a conservative show that said this or a conservative outlet, as I mentioned earlier. So what did Don Lemon Lamond say about Nikki Haley? Well, we have that clip, and Andrew is going to play it for us right now.
3: This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that, I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley is in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s, and Maybe forties. That's talking? not according Wait, I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. Say, if you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say twenties, thirties, and forties. I don't necessarily. Oh, oh, I got it. I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that. You know, politicians aren't in their prime. You need to
4: qualify. Are you
1: talking about prime for like childbearing, or are you talking don't about
3: shoot the prime drum, for Just being what the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home, when is a woman in her prime? It says twenties, thirties, and forties. And I'm just saying, Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime and they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime according to Google know, Google or whatever it is um, I look and you have to be careful because older people vote older people watch linear television right and so she has to be careful about turning off a certain constituency who may be her strongest set of supporters
2: what so, first of all, he says she has to be careful about what she says. But as Andrew and I were talking during the break, he can say whatever the heck he wants about anybody. And he talks about turning off the older voters. Well, why would somebody who is you know, over 50, she's 51, turn off older voters? I would think they would be, wow, this is great. You know, this is a woman moving forward. And, you know, she's 51 is so young. It is so ridiculous. Now, as you heard, he did get some pushback from his co-anchors there, and I believe one of them was so angry she even walked off the set at one point. And now there is some information coming in, as Andrew told me again, my wonderful producer, that the new head of CNN is having Don Lemon slash Lamon apologize to coworkers this morning because women at the network and others were pretty darn upset about what he said. All right, so he should be taken to task, and yes, he did publicly apologize, but why didn't this is what I would have done. I would have said to him, "Okay, Don. So you're saying this about Nikki Haley. She's a Republican. She's a woman. She's 51 years old and she's conservative." All right? Okay. Maybe not as conservative as some of us would like, but she is considered a conservative. She's running on the Republican ticket for president. So, what does that mean for Diane Feinstein? And how old is Diane Feinstein? Now, she did just announce that she's going to be stepping down. She's not going to be seeking election. She's 89. She's a Democrat. Extremely liberal. Maxime Waters. 84. Still in Congress. Another very liberal Democrat. Nancy Pelosi, of course, no longer House Speaker after the election last year. She was 82. Lori Lightfoot. 60. Now, what would Mr. Lemon say about any of these staunch leftist politicians being criticized for their age. What would you say if someone said they are no longer in their prime, they need to go? You talk about a sexist comment, and he's supposed to be all about wokeness and equality and making sure that we're all very careful about how we treat people and that we're all inclusive. See, this is what I'm talking about. Just like that survey I shared with you last week, where there's a new survey from one of these news labs that does all these uh, updates uh, regarding the medium, where they stand on issues. This big report that came out last week, talking about the fact that 75 news managers are saying that objectivity is dead. We need to move away from objectivity, which is a basic thing about journalism. Trying to get at least another side of the story. Okay, And not just one side, because there are multiple sides to stories. But it's all about how the reporter feels. And it's all about what the reporter thinks and that reporters experience. I think I may have said this last week when we were talking about that particular story on Fact Check Friday how when I was working in the news business, in a particular uh, TV news station, I may have said this in the local hour, we would walk out into the garage to hop into the news truck, and there were big signs all over the place. And when we pulled out to go cover a story, and when we returned from covering that story, and we pulled into the garage to run into the newsroom, we would see the sign that says the reporter is not the story. It was also plastered outside the door going into the newsroom. So we're constantly reminded that the reporter was not the story. And I want to know what these news managers would say, because the issues they said that we have to understand the experience, they were talking about all these different left-leaning issues. LGBTQ concerns, climate change, abortion, these are the issues, of course, where these reporters can can really share their perspectives. Fine, write an op-ed piece. But I wonder if they would say that about reporters who were Christians working in the newsrooms. See, it's such a double standard. You can say anything you want as, you're, as long as you're coming from the wokeness and the left. I'm glad Don Lemon is being called out for this. But this is another double standard that we consistently see in the secular media. Again, you have to check your sources very, very carefully. We'll be right back.
4: i He said he would leave me if I didn't do it. He didn't want a baby. I had the abortion and he left anyway. Now I'm left with sadness and grief and I'm all alone. We at Healing After Abortion understand this pain. Whether you thought it was your only option or felt pressured to make the decision, abortion has touched many of us. Join us on March 17th through 19th on a Rachel's Vineyard Retreat. Call us confidentially at 214-544-HAIR or visit us at Rachel Dallas dot org.
0: Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Cargo Eye Care of Las Colinas, a longtime sponsor on KATH 910 AM. Cargo Eye Care is owned by Dr. Jonathan Cargo from St. Anne Parish in Capel. Their office and eyewear gallery are centrally located in Irving. Cargo Eye Care offers a
2: full range of services and products to patients of all ages. Most vision and health insurance plans are accepted, including Medicare and Medicaid. 972-432-2020 or on the web at CargoEyeCare.com.
1: We can't accept this colored priest. But the Catholic Church deplores double
3: slavery. That of the mind and that of the body. You ain't nothing but a troublemaker. I was a poor slave boy. But the priest of the church did not disdain me. We
6: want no Tolton's in this place. I shall work at it
3: and pull at it as long as God gives me life. Get out of Quincy. Go elsewhere. Get. May I never give up. Learn more at ToltonDrama.com.
2: Let's talk about good media again, shall we? Had that portion of the discussion with Doug Heck, of course, on all the great EWTM programs, and then took a look at the reality out there in the secular world with my Fact Check Friday. Now back to more good news about media, such as our friend Father David Guffey, Family Theater Productions, National Director and Executive Producer of the programs we're going to be talking about, these really cool short videos, Catholic Central, CatholicCentral.com. Father serves as national director and head of production at the Family Theater Productions in Hollywood, which was founded back in 1947, creating faith-based and family-friendly programs for film, TV, and the Internet. And by the way, Family Theater Productions recently has been part of the producing team that created and distributed *Prey*, the story of Father Patrick Payton, the house that Rob built, the dating project, and Next Level. Father, thanks for joining us, and I was watching, went to the link, and watched some of these videos, and they're really well done. So, first of all, kind of set the scene for us. What is Catholic Central? People can find out of which we're speaking at CatholicCentral.com.
5: Catholic Central is a video series that has a series of videos, each of which explores some aspects of Catholic history, life, doctrine, spirituality, liturgy, and, in short, Catholic culture uh, in short videos. To kind of give the most important thing but but with humor and um insight and entertainment value
2: so what's your target you have a target demographic for this or is it just overall being used as educational tools within the faith
5: we made the we made the videos for uh, like middle school to high school but when we look at the demographics of people watching it's it's feeling a little bit older so it's high school through about you know late 20s early 30s that are watching it we find that we you know it's been hard for kids to find on their own but once we started getting parents to see it and then recommend it or religious educators like Catholic school teachers um confirmation leaders then it started to go like wildfire
2: so the feedback then has been really great
5: lots of positive feedback from parents teachers There's a couple of dioceses, New York and L.A. and Miami, to name a few, that have listed it as an official resource on their diocesan webpage. We have we get lots of great uh, comments from kids, but a a lot of thank yous from priests and people who run RCIA programs. That's a program by which people join the Catholic Church and go through the sacraments as adults um, and Catholic school teachers, especially during COVID. Um, A lot of teachers use... These videos is the start of a lesson to enter into a deeper conversation about these right. topics.
2: So, how many videos now do you have, Father, as part of the Catholic Central series? We
5: have about sixty-five
2: videos. That wow! Are made,
5: and um, we're in production with more. We've got a couple shoots planned. Um, we started um, a couple years ago. You know, we were looking at the, the state of Catholic education and. We, we found, a, actually, we sponsored a study with Kara, and we found that 68% of Catholic kids in Catholic homes were in no religious education programs at all. Not confirmation, not youth groups, not Catholic school. So we had a large group of people that really weren't being formally educated. We know they'll have questions. We know there's things that come up when they go to Mass. And where do kids go to get answers? They go to the Internet. So we created the series, and we hope that that people will turn to it when they have questions.
2: Talking with Father David Guffey from Family Theater Productions about the Catholic Central series, CatholicCentral.com. So explain how this works. Do you take a particular topic, for example, do you talk about, let's say, confirmation in one video, uh, holy communion in another video, baptism, or, or do you take a series of videos to explain one particular aspect of the faith?
5: Well, we have that we try to do one topic, uh, and we try to limit the topic per video. We try to take the like the three or four most important things about that topic. But we put uh, we put a, a, a series of videos together. that could be a unit. So, for example, we have a, a, a series on the sacraments. We have a series on the doctrine of God. So we have one on the Holy Spirit, one on Jesus, one on God the Father. So obviously. There's, you're limited what you can do in about four to seven minutes, but it gets it going, it gets it started, it gets it, gets the conversation started.
2: So let's talk about the latest video. You have a video called Church at Home, which actually looks like it was just uh, posted recently.
5: Yeah. Um, one of the big, uh, one of the big ideas of, of our founder, Father Patrick Payton, Venerable Patrick Payton, was that the church, the home is a domestic church. He lobbied to get that phrase. The documents are on it, see and it's in there. But the idea that um, the home is the place where faith is learned, where faith is practiced, and where the faith is shared, and to introduce people to that concept, and not just think of church only as a building that you go to, but it's uh, the place where you live and the life that you live as well.
2: How do you decide on the topics? Do you have editorial meetings with your staff? I mean, there's, I mean, the, the, the church is such an endless, I mean, such a you know, huge well of beauty and truth. I mean, you could, you could do this for, <laughs> I mean, another 100, 200 years and, and not exhaust topics, right?
5: Oh, there's so much out there, isn't there? We have a great team. There's a wonderful religious educator. He's a father and grandfather named David Impostato. And he and I, he and I sketched out the show originally, and we came up with, 200 topics off the top of our head. Now when we do topics, the producer now is a wonderful young woman of faith, talented uh, video maker, uh, Sue, Susanna Duenius, who and she and uh, so Susanna, David, and I, and then some of the members of our team sit down and look at, what's, look at what people are, are Googling for, what they're searching for on the Internet, look at topics that are in the news, and we try to respond to some of that.
2: Let's talk about women of the Old Testament because that's a that's a beautiful topic. There are so many strong women in the Old Testament, and I'm, I'm kind of I have it running right now. I'm watching it, and it's it's really it's really beautiful the way and cute the way you presented it. I mean, cute in a good way. I mean, kind of a funny but mm-hmm. helping people understand uh, the beauty of the women in the Old Testament.
5: Yeah, we just we wanted to introduce people to these incredible characters. Um, we didn't help everyone, but every woman that's there but you know three or four of the the women that are really big names and probably names of people in literature are portrayed in art so the the video through a little bit of humor and animation and graphics introduces people to these wonderful characters of our past but also makes them literate when they when they hear these things mentioned in other places in literature See even depicted in art and other things
2: all right. So Naomi and Ruth, and then who else did you feature in the women of the Old Testament? I'm sure Esther, I, right?
5: Yeah, I'm sure Esther. I, I'm not, and I, I don't have that video in front of me. It's been a while. I, I I read the script, but it's been a while, so I don't have that one fresh in my mind.
2: How important do you think is it, Father, uh, someone who's a, a media savvy person such as yourself, to make sure that we are explaining about the role of women in the church? Because there's so much. Misin- and also the role of women in Scripture and these powerful women, especially in the Old Testament, so much misinformation about women and women in Scripture and in the Church.
5: Absolutely. And, you know, that's one of the big sticking points for a lot of young people. They they have an idea that women are completely excluded from leadership in the Church. It's not true, or, leaders, or excluded from the history of, of the Catholic Church. We probably haven't told it, talked about it enough. We have a number of episodes that talk about the church and women. Uh, so this is this 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 video with women of the Old Testament is one of a number of, of videos that could be put together to show that women have had significant roles of leadership, significant contributions, not only to the church but to the development of the world. And um, it's important to know that and show that. So that it's one less thing that gets in the way of people coming to Jesus Christ in the church.
2: Absolutely. Talking with Father David Guffey, Family Theater Productions national director and executive producer of the series Catholic Central. So, how long has this been going on, the Catholic Central? Uh, how many do you have? Now you said over sixty. So, how many years you've been doing this?
5: Uh, we started in 2018 uh, with kind of slowly, and we've kind of built up since then. Our original hosts that we have were Kaiser Johnson, who's done a number of things for EWTN. And Libby Slater, they're incredibly talented. Uh, we just added two new hosts, uh, Gabby Estee and Nick Cristiano uh, Again, wonderful young people of faith that have kind of carried the role. Um, and we, but we see, we hope that it will continue for a number of years. Just as an aside, we also have this uh, available in the Spanish language series. The Spanish language series is called Lente Católico. That has a completely different set of hosts. Uh, basically the same topics but we hired uh, spanish-speaking writers um that could uh, do the topics for that culture and for that the the people are the people that speak spanish
2: so are these free these videos father
5: yeah they're completely free um thanks to many donors and supporters of our, our ministry they're free they're available on youtube but they're also available through the website and The other thing about the website is for each episode, we do a handout with reflection questions that can be used by an individual or a family or a a classroom. And we also have resources listed if people want to go deeper. So references to the catechism, biblical references as well as other videos for people that have talked about the same topics from the different uh, you know, and going a little deeper into it in a more academic way. So we try to make it possible for people to go deeper if they want to through the website.
2: And are you seeing, because you're, you're a media guy, that's your background, mm-hmm. uh, you're seeing more and more need for shorter type of messages for people? And sometimes I, I worry about that a little bit because I don't want us to feed into uh, this attention span that keeps going down, 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 but at the same time, to be able to capture someone's attention in in a very uh, quick but a solid way is really important.
5: It's really a challenge. A couple of things that we've learned is we have to get people's attention in the first ten seconds. Right. If, if, with this, with audiences today, with videos on YouTube or or social media videos, you have to you have to grab them in ten seconds, or people click onto something else. The other thing is that attention spans have shortened. When I was in homiletics a long time ago. Uh they told us that the the American attention span was seven minutes because that was the that was the length of time between commercials
2: mm-hmm. so
5: about you know we were kind of formed That's that's gotten much shorter yeah these, mm-hmm. so these videos are are in that space of four to six minutes, four to seven minutes, which are long for in one way, but um uh, the number of minutes viewed is you know we get a lot of people watch the whole thing and um we think if if you write in a way that's entertaining and that answers people's questions, they'll keep will keep watching.
2: What do you think, as someone who works a lot with young people? I mean, you have a no, number of young people on the staff there working on these really great mm-hmm. videos. Are the main concerns you mentioned uh, the church not being a relative and people worried about issues that women can't get ahead? Those kinds of misunderstandings. What else do you think may be a block for young people, especially joining or rejoining the church?
5: There's so much out there. Uh, about atheist, uh, there's so much atheist literature out there that is cunning and subtle, and so people have issues with the existence of God, you know, in an interesting way. That, in a way that I, I don't remember when I was a young person. The second thing is there's always this this there's this thing out there that the church is contrary to science. My gosh, we invented science. A Catholic monk basically came up. With the scientific method, um, so we, we we try to do a lot of work to say that you know the, the science and the Catholic Church are are, are, can, are one because they both seek truth. They both seek the truth of, of God, um, and but the Church can speak a, a kind of truth that science can't, and science can find out things that aren't necessarily the realm of the Church. Those are two things. All the issues around relationships and the ways that people relate to another, those are complex issues that are, and again, there's so much misunderstanding. There's there's this uh, attitude that if the church doesn't agree with everything that someone thinks or does, then they hate them. Mm -hmm. That's true. You know, it just, I, you think I think that's.
2: I think that's general, not just with the church, but if if you look at you know our woke culture, if somebody says something you know uh, differently or different than what somebody believes, and then, then you're you're full of hate. So disagreement means hate unless you are on the side of the extreme uh, agendas out there.
5: Yeah, it's it's sad because the you know, the Sunday's reading, uh, love your enemy. I think Jesus meant that. You know, he knew that there'd be times when people were opposed to one another. Still got to. Treat people with reverence and respect and try to uh, understand, well, being treated your conscience, being true to your faith, being treated to truth itself.
2: Well, thanks for, for really getting media and using it wisely, and because there is a lot of good out there in the media, and this is one of those outlets that's de- definitely worth checking out, either for your own advancement of faith or for your kids or maybe for your study group or certainly for your parish and your schools. CatholicCentral.com, a series of videos that keep producing through Family Theater Productions. We've been speaking with the National Director of Family Theater Productions, Father David Guffey. Thanks, Father. Have a blessed week and a happy and a peaceful Lent to you, and thanks for all the great work you're doing. Thank you, Teresa. God bless. And we'll be right back to let you know what's coming on a Monday as we get closer to Ash Wednesday. Stay tuned.
6: The most original and exclusive Catholic
1: content is on EWTN Radio. I'm a Dominican, and St.
6: Dominic was an itinerant preacher who went around and touched people's lives by open-air preaching. The radio opens the possibilities of doing this to the entire world in a very intimate sense.
0: EWTN Open Line Thursday with Father Brian Molady Tonight, 10 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Steve Ray here with a Holy Land pilgrimage update. Israel's now open again and has removed all vaccine requirements. Our brand new buses and Catholic guide are ready to welcome you. Check out our upcoming pilgrimages to the biblical lands of Israel and Jordan. Pray every mystery of the rosary where it happened. And walk in the footprints of Mary and Jesus and let us be your guides. To learn more about your Ave Maria Radio trip, find the Ave Maria Radio Travel tab at avemariaradio.net.
1: People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com.
2: Don't forget, if you missed anything that we discussed this morning or are interested in going back and listening or sharing, we do archive all of our programs here, Catholic Connection, every day. Andrew will have everything up for you by midday. You can go to AveMariaRadio.net, just at the archive section. And don't forget, for all the great programs that Doug mentioned, Doug Keck, our President and Chief Operating Officer, coming up for Lent, EWTN.com. We'll talk to you on a Monday. Ciao, ciao. Have a great weekend. Adam and Eve, after the pill revisited, Mary Eversett joins us on Monday.
0: You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection
2: is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for another
0: edition of Catholic Connection.
6: Shining the light of truth on the path of salvation, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul.
3: It's your conscience here again. You know you want it. I'm talking, of course, about the 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250C. And on Friday, February 24th, it could be all yours if your name is drawn. Just go to grnonline.com or call 888 784 Tickets are $25 each or five for 100 So what are you waiting for? Faith and charity are key elements of life, but are they at the center of your financial decisions? With the Knights of Columbus, you can pursue financial stability, but more importantly, you can do so in a way that is compatible with the Catholic teaching. For more than 140 years, they have helped families guard their financial future. Today, they have expanded their offerings to include retirement annuities, long-term care insurance, and disability income insurance. Your faith can inspire your financial decisions. Terms and conditions apply. You can learn more by calling Chris Stark at 844-656-1492. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network, Catholic radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.